0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. And if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net.
1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. We're back. Well, it seems like a long break, Josh. I'm Boyd Hilton. This is Sidekick, Psychic Josh, Landy.
2: Well, I haven't been with you for three weeks. Oh, I God, think, yeah. Because yeah, you had Sophia, who did a terrific job. Uh, of course. Uh, Alan and Gareth. Uh, yeah. So I missed it. But you, were, I, ju- I just want to get this out of the way, because we're going to talk about how great Arsenal were last night and how mm-hmm. great the football has been. Yeah. I There were sort of undertones in that podcast of sort of, Trying to point fingers at the people who did love Arsene Wenger and of course, and I, don't, I think we all need to move on. Let's just enjoy it. It's not let's about oh, all the Josh, people. Oh, yes. You're
1: only saying that. Listen, this to, is to, uh, we'll introduce our, our glorious guest no, in a second. But it let's, let's get, get you get out there quick. Let's just say if this um, season had been a disaster so far, if we were languishing mid table and everything had gone, do you seriously suggesting to me you wouldn't be telling us right now that it was all about how brilliant Arsene Wenger was and how everything's been a disaster since he left? Basically, it's, it's what if you, no. whatever side of the argument you're on, you see everything is refracted through that because he was with us for 21 years. This is amazing
2: because he's,
1: he's left and yet he's still with yes. us by the way that these conversations yes. are going. We'll talk about that Let's in talk about it it. Was We've his got birthday. two great guests. We've got two great guests. You're the one who didn't let me introduce her. Great guest, Josh. I'm it is my ready. fault. We should be better at Gr- this after we should be, it's, years. Uh, it's unprofessional. Graham Goodkind is here uh, of Frank PR fame and other other. Lots of no, different lots bits of and, different pieces. Pieces, but
3: and that's, pieces.
1: That's the fame bit, I guess. It is the fame bit, definitely. And Trevor Harris, commentator, writer,
0: journalist. <laughs> A journalist would be fair, only for about <laughs> thirty-five years, though, boy. I mean, it's not enough.
1: Uh, and both avid followers of the Aston Football Club. I'm going to begin with. Apart from, let's let's we'll push the the Wenger obsession to the to the uh, to the back of the agenda. But the most extraordinary thing last night, again, even more so, we mentioned this last time because it was the same. It was a little bit less in the Fulham game, but it was still there. That every single game this season, pretty much, the team selection and the tactics have been not been great in the first half, and then he changes it, and in the second half, it suddenly all comes together. And I mean, last night was just extraordinary contrast between the two halves. And every, I mean, we're all going on about everything in the, the, the brilliant goal that was knitted together great two great team goals in a row in two games in a row Ozil being brilliant last night but none of that was happening in the first half so I'm, I I find this completely now I'm like is this is this Unai Emery's deliberate technique is he deliberately Lull the opposition s- Yeah l- so setting, not security. setting us up properly in the first half and coming up with slot, with with team selections that don't really work tactically, they don't really knit together, and then changing it, and then it all become all comes good. It's, it, it, but it is a thing, isn't it? It's definitely a thing, right? Yeah, I think they. Um,
3: it's like they take time to get into gear. I think the difference between the Fulham game and the Leicester game last night was I thought we actually had a no outlet on the left hand side at all, and once that changed that was when the game changed, really, for me. And I thought, actually, the last 10 minutes of the first half, we started to get our mojo back a bit. So we kicked in a bit earlier than... It wasn't like they got in the dressing room, he said some words of wisdom, and then we came out and were a different team. I think we started to transform in the last 5-10 minutes. They thought, hey, we better get a goal before half-time. And luckily they did. And then in the second half, it was was just beautiful to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought... After they scored, and they deservedly were leading, they could have been you know, more than one nil up. Yeah. After they scored, we improved a little bit. To me, the the key moment in the game was the equaliser. They were going to go in one nil up at half-time, having outplayed us. Instead of that, it's one all. We've got all the momentum, and the second half was very, very one-sided, as you said. But it is bizarre, Boyd. I mean, you just wonder why Emery doesn't say to him, look, can we just try playing for the first 20 minutes like we mean it? Rather than it's almost like we need to go a goal down for us to somehow suddenly inject some urgency into the play,
1: but I think it's I feel it's partly his fault though. Like, I I credit him, so I'm like I'm completely in two minds about him right now because I I feel it's you know 10 wins in a row, you can't you can't argue against that. He's brilliantly his, his changes always work, you know, and they seem totally logical and sensible, but the initial team selection. Still seems to me weird, and like so. I looked at the team session last. Night. I assumed after the five-one against Fulham, I assumed he would go pretty much unchanged, obviously mm-hmm. barring um, injuries. So he had to play Lishtan, didn't he? Because um, Romario wasn't fit, and that Lishtan who is no clearly no clearly not ideal. And Colas- as well. had a, some Colas- injuries, right. well, yeah. So apart from that, and bringing back Ozil, which we talked about, we'll have a big, we'll have a big discussion about Ozil in, in, in a second. But I was. But not playing Aubameyang, for example, I thought was weird because surely we've learned by now that Lacazette, either of them on their own, I don't feel really worked, and they had three centre backs dealing with our one. And you know, we played, we kind of played two strikers, and it worked really well against Fulham. White, you know, so he changed that, and I didn't really, I get why he felt he needed to change that. And once he, once he, so I feel the initial team selection is part of the issue of why they don't play well for twenty. Or thirty-five minutes.
2: Yeah, if you're, if you're being critical, it's, it's a massive question mark. Because well, I, be, be, I think you've got to you've be realistic, haven't
1: you? The, 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 in the first of as you said, we could have been two or three goals down easily. Easily. I mean, even the Arsenal highlights,
2: which are you know PR highlights, I, w- yeah. I would say that go on the Arsenal website. The first four you know highlights they showed in, in, in of the ten minutes that goes up on the website are all Leicester chances, and I think there's a couple of more moves that, that could have been shown. So, one hundred percent, we as Trevor said deservedly, you know, were one 0 down. Could have been more. You've got all week to prepare for that game, and and in this case they've had longer than a week yeah. to prepare for this game, and he's got it. You say he's got it wrong because yeah. you know Leicester tactically for that first forty games And look, yeah, so it's a weakness, but it's a huge strength to be able to show that's come back. I, I, I spoke to to Nigel Winterburn on the on the phone earlier today, work wise, and I said to him, you know, give me a ex-player's opinion on, mm. on he's happening, and he didn't have an answer. He, he said. There is you know, no reason that there should be a situation where it immediately you know, changes at half time. And even be in his post match interview was sort of struggling for an answer when he was sort of asked that question.
0: About struggling for an answer on the pitch for most <laughs> of the game as well, mate. Hush, no, I thought
2: Iwobi hush. was good in the well,
0: first, he was, in the he first be, half.
1: It was better than Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan Iwobi was that's, 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 I, man I thought Obe was good. He got man of the
2: match. Did he get man of the match Özil? did he
3: was well, uh, posting on social media that wow. man of the match which was wow. gave to his I dad thought it was, was quite sweet it nice. was
2: almost unplayable at times it, it's like is it it won't be it's almost like a new signing because a couple of years ago you would never have gone there is a guy who is going to be a first team arsenal footballer like when everyone's fit mm. he will be getting mm. selected um, and that you have to give credit to to the manager I, I have a theory on to. that
3: why we get stronger as the game goes on and i think it's to do with physical fitness a bit that's why it would. We got you know look stronger in the last ten minutes of the first half. Well, that's Belerin's answer. Bellerin Maybe, basically said that on Sky. Be, but when it, you watch in. it, won't be. it won't be talking about him, he looks like a different, you know, a different player. Not, I mean, he's it's, it's got the, still the same skill and technique as he had. Maybe he's more confident, but it certainly looks physically much stronger. Ozil looks stronger like he can sail through. I mean, they all look like they've gone up a notch, fitness, and there's been a lot made of Emery's new regime there and his tent or whatever, it is built just adjacent to the pitches. And that's got to have something to do with it. And maybe as the game goes on, that's why we get better, because actually we're, we're A, we're miles fitter than what we were, and miles fitter than than the opposition sometimes.
0: I think the problem with that is that when we play... As we will be doing in a couple of games, Liverpool and later we play United and Spurs and obviously City again. Mm. Um, if we start the way we started against Leicester, we'll be three 0 down at half time. Doesn't matter how much fitter we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the game will be done and exactly. dusted. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And and I and, and I think um, all so that, all, you know last night, watch again watching it back last night. You know Jamie Carragher and Graham Sumner's were saying you know that they was, you cannot not you can't ignore the fact that. The decision uh, to mention it again that he didn't pick Aubameyang with Lacazette was weird, baffling, baffling. baffling. And if and, and and you're absolutely right that replicate that first half, that 31st, 30, 35 minutes where we start playing well, and, and it, it can't carry on working like this. I almost feel like we we're running out. So something, a lot of things are getting better because the second half was so good, and plus 10 minutes of the first half was so good, and our expected goals ratio is getting better, isn't it? Like the actual, so those things, but. I don't think we can afford. I'm, I'm still. So I'm incredibly excited. I think it's brilliantly exciting as the overall picture. And by the way, I do also think him changing stuff in a very like. It's almost like he's got no ego. So even. Because You know, changing stuff pretty quickly as he does. I mean, he didn't change it in the, in, in half time, but he changed it quite soon after in the second half. Hmm. It's, you, you're basically saying, I got it wrong. I did get it wrong, and you've changed it all around. Yeah, but he, he did does something. Like every did something game. But he did
3: something very different. I mean, he did something Wenger would never have done in right, a million that's years.
1: So what I'm saying is. The big contrast for me, apart from all of the fitness regime and all of that, is this has been going on for years that Wenger picked weird teams. You know, a lot, a lot of punt, not just fans like us, but actual expert well, and, pundit, and never changed. until the seventieth right, minute. It became the biggest joke in football. Yeah. But that was there was truth to that joke, and it was it was a weird, sick joke. How long it took him to change stuff with Emery? He is absolutely sorting stuff out and 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 i think that and that a was good, a great move i that mean was a great moving move, yeah. moving jacker over onto yeah.
3: the left and getting gwinduzi on for the last half an hour was i mean gwinduzi also just came on and just Plenty. slotted in like he'd been playing yeah. for arsenal for 3 4 years i mean you know looks looks a great talent as well
0: i think with with emery though i think uh, all our listeners will understand you work for a company whatever job you do and you have a boss and you've had that same boss for a long time and when he goes and someone else comes in you are trying to impress from the start you're trying to be noticed oh i'm here this is what i do i'm good at it so i'm not surprised there's been a lift since wenger left i think that's natural my one issue with emery so far is that I was expecting to see a bit more organisation defensively. I think we look good going forward, but we look mm. pretty good going forward for a lot of Wenger's reign, even the end of it. And I haven't seen that yet. We've lost to the two decent teams we've played. Well, I'd say one very good team in City and one good team with an exceptional player in Chelsea. The eight and teams, Chelsea was close. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, unlucky. The, unlucky. The, the rest of the matches that we've played against uh, in the Premier League. Admittedly, we weren't winning at places like Newcastle and Wenger towards the end. So, fair play—you can only beat the team that turns up against you. But they're not the test that we need to judge Emery course, by. Yeah. The same with the Europa League and obviously with Brentford in the in the League Cup. So, I want to see—I want to see us against Liverpool, City, United. Now he's had this yeah, little definitely. bedding in period to but make a judgment.
1: But I get—I uh, agree with all of that. But I think the the lesson for me with that just just with you know is that. At the very least, we're on a we've slightly improved. So oh, I think, definitely. And and I feel like that it, even though you're right, the defensive problems are still there. And the teams, every team gets chances against us, don't they? I mean, I mean you know, it, it's, it's the
0: best bet in football. Both teams to it's, score yeah, in every Arsenal it is, game,
1: right? But taking that on board, I still think the improvement is palpable. Into almost mentally, but, you know, the irony was. You can go on about mental strength for, for a decade, pretty much. But that was one of our big weaknesses in the last, you know, four or five years. I feel that now we genuinely are mentally strong. So when we go on, go down, which we always, practically half the time we do, we come back from it. And they look like, they like they never look like falling apart psychologically, which they always seem capable of. I
3: think a lot, I, I generally think a lot of it comes from their 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 physical... Prowess. I really think. I mean, if you're physically stronger, you're mentally stronger as well, and I think that yeah. helps in your confidence to, to be able to to get back from it. And they they do, you know. And and the difference is that old players we've had a while look actually better, and they look better because yeah. physically they're all over the pitch more, they're covering more ground, they're doing stuff they never did before, and you know, then they get more confident in their ability as mm-hmm. as such. I think there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of work that he's doing behind the scenes at Coney and probably other coaches are doing as well, that is contributing to this. You know, you're completely right that we haven't really
1: been put to the test. Yeah. Did, did you see the the Bellerin interview on Sky? I thought that was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I watched it back. It was so interesting, wasn't it? Because I thought, what, almost right between the lines, because he was asked explicitly, Jamie Carey explicitly said to him, what's different now? From, when, when, mm. from the Wenger era and he kind of said well I am being given the freedom to attack more but I, I, I'm confident there's going to be cover behind me and you think how basic <laughs> must it have been you know I, I, again, I'm not just I'm not just I'm, this isn't all my agenda I do have an agenda in you know justifying my critique of Wenger of the last few years but even ignoring that how bizarre is it that only now is is de confident enough to to be an attacking a proper attacking fullback, one of our biggest attacking threats, the second most highest amount of assists in in the Premier League, because he's got some kind of cover. And I know defensively we still have issues, but at least there's that. At least that kind of thing is going on. Mm. Yeah. He didn't look like he was. <laughs> So happy with the question in a way he looked like.
2: How do I answer? It's it a tough able, one. Yeah, yeah, you know it's Alsen's birthday. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Wenger, Wenger discovered him really and plucked him out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. here he was someone, and uh, you know, it was only due to injury to Debushi that he ever even got that opportunity. And so, you know, but then he, you know, was shown a lot of faith, and he's, you know, been one of the players. that has been the mainstays uh, of our of our team. I. I uh, I don't know. It, you know his his answer was kind of trying. I think to not say anything too critical. Of course. Yeah, but um, that
1: mere fact is. I mean, but he, I don't you know. know. <laughs> you
2: really suggesting that just because Gwendozi sort of going to fill in if you if you bomb up on the? Are we because, really yeah, suggesting because we that haven't that had that
1: a Gwendozi, and, and we haven't had those pl- players of that of that calibre in the midfield, particularly in the midfield, have we? I mean, we just haven't. And you know whoever gets the credit for it, I'm not. I'm just saying it hasn't. It's been a huge absence.
3: I think they've probably, well, they definitely have got a system that when someone vacates a space, someone goes into that space, and there's much more of a drill, and much more of a regimented pattern of play than yeah. there ever was before. So yeah. that's probably what he means that yeah. you know there is a plan yeah. that when there's space, you will see little yeah. Torreira go into that. Um, you know the gap that's been.
2: Vacated by someone going forward, either side.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
2: just sort of wonder. Is that, I sort of. Heard, I, I think he was trying to give a very simple How do I get out of this sort of question answer? Because I can't. You can't believe under Arsene Wenger that there was no aspect that players cover each other when players go forward. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We didn't sit there and watch. You know, n- n- like totally tactical. Like, without tactics football under Arsene Wenger. It didn't happen. Josh, Josh, that. someone say, we out. did. We, we, I don't think there was a complete devoid, devoid idea of I mean, watching this, any tactics.
1: I, I'm just going to leave that no, there. Okay, fine. No, I need to rehash it. that, but I'll leave that there.
0: But don't you think it's bizarre? When I mean, in the first 25 minutes last night, there were two or three incidents. Uh, one, I think, was Madison, and the other one, I think, was Ian Acho. And on both occasions... They had the ball maybe, I don't know, five or six yards outside of our box and no one closed them down. This is a, like a, a basic... Just stood there So if you fancy a shot, great, have, have one. And that I find that really worrying that you have a new coach come in and one of his basic things is, look, we have to be tight on players. You can't allow quality players like Madison Nacho to be, you know, have the freedom of North London as they did in the first 20, 25 minutes and get down both flanks as well. And when we play Liverpool... At the Emirates in a couple of weeks' time, you know, I, I genuinely fear because they've got pace as well. I mean, you mentioned uh, the main man up front for them, but they've got they've got all kinds of other avenues to hurt us. I think that will be a an absolutely fascinating test because I can't see us stopping them scoring, and even in the early kind of or just after it's sort called of the midpoint of Wenger's reign. Where, <clears throat> excuse me, we kind of he had that policy of okay, you can score three if you like because we'll score four or five because we got Henri and Burkamp and da da da. da. I, I don't think that applies anymore. I think that make, I think that applies more though. I think I'm more
1: confident that we score. I mean, as we are now scoring, you know, goals frequently. We've got brilliant attacking players, yes. even better, markedly better than late period Wenger. But doesn't it worry so, you how open we are though? Oh, right? it, I mean, it worries me, but. <laughs> I feel that realistically, those players, those defenders that he's got, aren't capable of being reliably uh, a reliable unit to close down. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. So I feel like actually the focus on that attacking unit, saving us, is is probably the best bet. And people are saying it about Man United now. I mean, it's interesting. I feel that you know, I mean, Man United's defence is shambolic, and, and they're in this situation where Mourinho, of all people, is supposed to be the one, the master of building a solid unit. And stopping the opposition of that—I mean, they can't do it either. I feel like defending generally seems to have gone. I mean, you know, apart from Liverpool, who've sorted it all out perhaps with the b- purchase of one very expensive defender. Yeah. I feel generally the art of defending has seems to have kind of collapsed. So I, and I definitely feel with Arsenal, our best bet is to, is to play as many of your best attacking players as you can and working out the best way of... of yeah, there's it ma- I think your point is there's many more
3: quality attackers about than there are quality defenders. Well, definitely our squad. But in general, you know, there, yeah. there is. You know, kind of, true, even yeah. if you look at Liverpool, they've got one standout defender that they paid £50 yeah. million for. But yeah. they've got... Three or four attacking players that they paid 50 million a piece for, or 40 50 million a piece for. Yeah, this. compete. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, where the money goes.
2: There is also an argument you can make that you know, the, the foundation of the, the defence is a central defensive pairing, and through injuries, we don't have our best central defender. No. No. But do you, do you think it will
0: make, make a big difference interest. when he comes back, though, Josh?
2: I, I Do I feel more confident when Koscielny's playing? Yes.
0: I, I feel more confident, but I still think we'll be very open.
2: I still think we'll be open. But look, you could look at that back four last night. you yeah. got no Monreal, and there's no one playing at left-back. And I think Lee is is quite a significant step down as a left-back mm. behind Monreal. No Koscielny, probably, compared to holding. That's also a step down. So I think you could you could say if you want to be a positive, you know, positivist, looking at that game last night, you could go well, th- there is huge room for improvement. But you know, we're getting these victories without our best players, without the back line, with a new goalkeeper behind them, who's looked. Fine, I like him. I like fine. him. I don't quite know if he'll. I, I don't know if he'll, he'll stick as a number one because I think if he does, then that is singularly the end of, of Czech at Arsenal. I and don't think we can play he, our style of football with Czech. I mean, no, I think the if he's chosen days. him at the start I think he, of the season, he, he didn't pull him out because of an error yeah, but when we he look, had the opportunity to. I think he'll go back to. But Cech. we look
3: much better. Just the the third goal last night started yeah. off with the yeah, keeper. I agree, the yeah. goal against Fulham started off with him as well. You, Check wouldn't start that. And there were so many moments with Czech when Czech was playing. Where the other team knew that Czech wasn't very good on the ball compared to Leno, mm-hmm. and would we'll put him under immense pressure. And we looked really yeah. wobbly. But then, why do, think think hmm? why, why do you think he went with Check? Why do you think he went with Check? I think he was, you know, the legacy of giving him a chance. He was the guy. Yeah, he was. He gave, until. Yeah, it know, wasn't.
1: The, he wasn't the only one, was he? He, gave, he pretty much gave all the old guard a chance to the, yeah. at the start of the season. I mean, even it. You know, remember how long it took? Um, you know, the midfielder. What's his name? To get Torreira. To get Torreira. Thank you. Well, he was only replacing Guedes. who was also new.
3: I thought, and I have to say, just on Torreira, I thought last night again. He, he does that. He's a bit of that um, Gilberto type role a lot yeah. of the time. Is that he's covering holes, he's covering spaces. Yeah, terrific. You know, I'm watching it. I just, I just thought he was phenomenal. The only thing I was a bit upset with, which I did some homework before uh, the match, is that I love his new song as well. You know, is oh, yeah. only comes is he's comes from you guys. Only five foot five. Absolutely, totally. I checked up. One point six eight meters is his height. Which What's that in feet? Five foot six. No,
0: that's
1: not true. I'm sorry it is. I'm five foot six. I right, was really I, upset I that his song
3: f- is not actually
1: factually spot on true. I just don't, I think he is five foot five. I don't think, he, I think that's a lie. I think these short players, I think, you know, I think they, well, that, he doesn't That's the only bit of research I did before tonight's podcast. Boyd's
2: excuse of never making it as a professional for only being five foot Yeah, I think the, the lyrics I'm should actually,
1: I, when I first heard the song, I thought the lyrics were and should probably be, I'm only five foot high. <laughs> That's, that would, you know,
0: he's tiny. I Who mean, is the, I can't remember his name, the The defensive midfield player that Chelsea had under Mourinho. There. Kante. Uh, no, no, no. no. McAlealy? Makalele. Makalele. yeah. He was a similar build, wasn't mm. he? He was a very short yeah, guy yeah. and was probably the best there was in that position at that time in the world, yeah. not just in the, the Premier League. So there's definitely a place for that kind of player.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Five foot six as well. Oh, I right.
0: know
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, One metre 68. Yeah. Has any football <laughs> ever... Height. Has any footballer ever admitted to being less than 5 foot 6 Like what yes, Dennis was? Yes,
0: Brian Flynn. Really? Yeah, do You remember Brian Flynn <laughs> yeah, at Burnley? Oh, I do remember. He Brian was about Flynn. 5 foot one wasn't he? What
1: well, was he officially though? I'd be fascinated.
0: <laughs> Josh is yeah. on the case already. I, you-
1: no,
2: I remember reading an article about the smallest sort of professional footballer.
0: Shakiri's got to be He's tiny. I bet yeah. yeah. Shakiri. <laughs>
2: There's a Qatari footballer who's 5 foot one who's oh, nice. professionally in Qatar. Nice. Um Definitely I- not Peter Crouch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Look, who, who's got a terrific new podcast, by the way. Not is the it way terrific? There, but, oh, have you not? You I have haven't a listened chance to it. Yet. No, very good. No. Who
0: was the uh, the guy at uh, Coventry? Terry Gibson was very oh, very yeah, short. He was short. Yeah, yeah. I remember short. one time when they played against United, and he was snapping away at Gordon McQueen, who was about uh, six yeah. foot six. Yeah, <laughs> and he came um, up to about his
1: his navel. While Josh is looking, we'll take a short break while Josh is looking at short footballers, which is very very important <laughs> and interesting. And we'll be back after this.
2: The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. And if you
1: want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.net. And we're back. Josh, any news? I <laughs> particularly Shakiri How tall is Shakiri I'm going to look at myself now. Uh,
2: what, how, how tall is Shakiri? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't have
1: that to hand,
2: but I. Uh, By the way, I'm sorry I'm, for I'm starting absolute, off this. Yeah, this line like? No, no, it's line very. He's, he's one meter sixty nine, which is apparently where it becomes five foot seven. So is this, not so this is not. Right. I'm
1: right. Yeah, but they're all lying. Is five, they're
3: all six. lying. We just got it's to think of some new m- lyrics. Minute. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he comes from Essex. Never let the people. facts get in the way of a good, good song. Him. He comes from Essex. Is only five foot
0: six. Kind of rhymes it a bit. Yeah. It's not not a great song, and no, 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 not true either. But yeah,
2: he covered he covered a lot of
0: ground. He's got a bag it for it the concept. tricks. He's only five foot six. No, that's good. That's good. Oh, good, very good. Very good.
1: Be a journalist. Anyway, more importantly, <laughs> let's talk about Urza. Mesut. Oh. So um, I got a message today from um, Derm O'Leary, uh, sometimes of this very podcast, um, and he said uh, he would listen to our last podcast uh, today. He's catching up. He's a busy man, and he said we fe- he feels a bit public apology to Urza because we were all quite critical of him and just remember just because against Fulham he didn't play and it was our best performance of the season until the second half yesterday so we did you know and I feel like I'm quite critical of him sometimes and last night again Souness you know they're all but I feel it's I, I'm happy to apologise but equally I do feel that when you see how brilliant he was in the second half last night doesn't it then partly lead you to think well why is he doing that more often isn't it fair to ask that question
3: yeah, I mean I, I, I love him. I think he's a brilliant player and um some of the stuff he does and the, my definition of why he's a brilliant player is that he does stuff that you can't really see anyone else doing. <clears throat> why doesn't he do it on a regular basis? I think comes a variety of stuff. I think his sort of brilliance is that is that flitting brilliance, some mm. of it, and it was it's hard that's that's his nature of where he comes. I think maybe his heart hasn't been in it as much as it should have been, and I think it certainly seems to. He was certainly in it last night and running around as much as I've ever seen him run round. And then you've got to have a team that's humming and playing. Is not a player that's going to be brilliant in a scrapping team and a right. team that isn't playing well. So I think the better other people play, it yes. draws out the best in him. He's not a player to necessarily pick a team up by the no, of his neck exactly. and then do it. Yeah, um, isn't well,
1: that the problem? That part of the problem is, and that's not that he's just not that kind of player. So if you like the other big kind of mercurial talent if you say like Eden Hazard who's having this extraordinary season now he actually can pick Correct. the game by the scruff yeah. and change it and I feel like Urza wasn't even doing that last night he was kind of he was being so brilliant and skillful and fluid and do, as you say doing incredible little touches and feints that it, it did transform how the way we were playing but not in a kind of not in a kind of almost visible, powerful way.
0: Azar, I think, is probably the best midfielder in the Premier League. He's always at the forefront of a game, or virtually always. I think Ozil too often is on the periphery of a game. I think he's a hugely talented footballer, but he winds me up. And I don't think there's any excuse for... And some players appear to be laid back. You get it in all sports. I want to see Ozil perform as a as a main player against Liverpool, against Manchester City, away from home. Yes, I want him to do it at home to Leicester and at home to Fulham and whatever. But to me, I can't, honestly, I cannot remember since he came to Arsenal, one starring display he's put in against a top team. I I really can't. Odd moments, yeah, but not a dominant display where you came away from the ground thinking, geez, he played well. I can't think of one. Josh <laughs> can you look,
2: there's no question I, I, I need to come up with a, a few examples because I think there have been some, some, certainly some of the games at home I guess you know we've had five seasons of data yeah. to look back on where you'd go he has you know he has played relatively well but there's no question but is is that kind of more a sign of how well we have played as a as a club against the big four or the big six over the last five years we just barely win we barely win any of those games and you know but he the can still argument, assert himself in a poor team, can not he? To look at our best player and go, you know, well, he didn't show up. I guess it's, you know, we we just haven't found we haven't found any victories. Is that because he hasn't, you know, had you know the right uh, you know environment around him? I don't think we can we can say that. I I think there's got to be a level of excitement of him not playing for germany for us as arsenal fans this year because if he's going to do six mm. eight less games mm. he's not going to do traveling anyway he seems to get every third or fourth arsenal game off for being <sighs> unwell yeah so he's get it, it sort of should bode that it this could bode, be his best ever season it for us it should arsenal. bode well
1: and also uh, the other key wasn't it thing last night he's playing in the in his preferred position i mean he has been playing him out, you know, in that kind of slight, wide-ish... Well, it not
2: seems like only six weeks ago, we weren't quite sure <coughs> yeah. what his role this season was, yeah. was going to be. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, the managers undeniably backed him and gone, no, yeah, you're my best... You're, I think, you know, pretty much one of my best players. I'm going to play you in the best position. And Captain. that means people like, like a Bamiang being on the bench seemed to, you know... But I don't we think it should mean that. It.
1: It's annoying me, this whole thing. I well, th- I think he's decided where his priority are. Jamie it means
2: playing Meza Ozil in the position he is.
1: No, for, yeah, but you can play... Absolutely. So the priority should be... Mesut Ozil in that number 10 position, or Bamiyang and Lacazette can still play in front of the, him in that number 10 position. You can, You can't. Or just um, play straight two up front. Straight two up front. Yeah. And, and which and they did against Fulham. I, I against know Fulham. Ozil didn't play, but no, they still played 4-4-2. But Wobby and uh, you know, whoever, yeah. you don't need... the player you, For me, the obvious player you don't need in this setup is Mkhitaryan. And I feel like... I thought he's, it's trying to get him into the team that's causing most of the problems, and I'm, I'm not blaming him. I'm not slagging him off. He's a perfectly decent player, but he's similar to he's even, so. He's like for me, he's got the Urza issue that he disappears from games quite a lot and doesn't assert himself either. But he's not anywhere near as brilliant as Ursula is. So he hasn't even got that. So at least Urza has got that innate brilliance. That I, when it comes together, it's fantastic.
0: I think it is. I mean, I think you put your finger on it quite well of how important it is to have players playing where they want to play. And I'll tell you a great example of this, and you were talking about Mourinho and United earlier. Alexis Sanchez, since he's, since he's gone to Old right. Trafford, has been a shadow of the player he was right. at Arsenal. And I think one of the reasons for that, or there are two, one is I think he may be a player that's better as a bigger fish in a smaller pond. However, the other one is, he's been told by Mourinho, you're playing down the left mainly. At Arsenal, he could go wherever yeah, he wanted because Wenger yeah. knew he was the starman. Yeah. You can want to go there, fine. Come back here, great. Yeah. And it's fascinating, isn't it, to watch him... Looks like a different player at Manchester United when he did it with us. Absolutely. I think the other
3: thing about Ozil, the enigma that is Ozil, is other players. Is that for him to look good, other players have to tune into his wavelength. And if they're not tuned into. Ozil FM, yeah. then um, he doesn't look as uh, the yeah. same player. A I lot mean, of look, things have to... Correct, you look at that. Yeah. that, that the, the second goal when Bellerin finds that space. If Bellerin doesn't make that run, Ozil yeah. plays the most beautiful ball, which is wasted yeah. if, if actually Bellerin's under. That. For that final goal, I mean, he did an amazing dummy, which then the ball went through to Lacazette, who played it back to him, and then he dinked yeah. it over. But you look at that dummy, you look at Maguire's face when he does that, he mm. sells him that dummy. Yeah. Maguire looks... Completely yeah. gormless. I mean he does anyway, but he looks <laughs> even more he looks even more gormless. So yeah. but his but Lacazette was on his wavelength. Yeah. So I think Oh I,
1: I think that there's a whole Lacazette Ozel thing going on. But I think for he other loves players it. as long as the yeah, yeah, other players
3: yeah. tune into Ozel, I think he can be no, brilliant. And when they're not, he looks just
0: I think you're absolutely dead right, Graham. But one of the things that I do also think, which doesn't get explained by that, he still does it, not as much as he used to when he first came to Arsenal. He's in a challenge with someone, they win the ball from him, he ends up on the floor, and he's mewing at the referee for a free kick. And I'm thinking, it's not a free kick, man. It, it might be in, when you played in Spain or whatever. It's not here. So get up and try and win the ball back, rather than just, like, sulk on the floor. And that's got nothing to do with other players. That's a, That's an attitude, an individual mm-hmm. attitude.
3: Yeah, he has got a few mannerisms that are frustrating, and his body yeah. language is sometimes uh, yeah. A bit those things, I feel.
1: I
0: mean, he is very. He has
1: got that arrogance and that kind of slight. He gets annoyed, I think, when that when those play, when every, when as you as you're saying, all the other players aren't playing to his level. And I think that when they when they clicked as they did last night in the second half, oh. then he's suddenly like looks. He's literally smiling and happy, and I mean, not just the fact that he's playing well and scoring.
2: Yeah, maybe some. Against the better teams, they're, they're better at dealing with it. I mean, even if you Kashper Schmeichel's interview after the game last yeah, night, he it was an interesting one yes. because usually you expect an opposition player to some you want know, put your hands up, go, you know, t- terrific skill. Sometimes there's not a lot you can do, and actually it was like we gave him space. What do we expect? And it was sort of almost self-critical of it his was, team. Yes,
1: it was. Of course, it was. Yeah,
2: and look, you know. Yeah. When you give Ozil space and he had the opportunity last night, and some of the balls he just played, the, the one for Bellerin, i mean, no, no one else in our team, I think, is going to is going to do that ball. So, you know, for, for, for you know the negatives that come sometimes with his performances, and even when people used to bring up those stats about him being lazy and not running enough, that was largely unproved in terms of the amount of running he mm. does during the game. I think you know, it's his style is. Mean, it's it's, his it's never been,
1: like, yeah, it's never been about laziness for me. It's just always been about. It's just when you. It's just literally for me when you see how brilliant he can be in the in, in the and and it and it does take quite a lot for it all to to kind of help him be as brilliant as he could be then then it makes the when he's not and when you don't and when he's you know he clearly doesn't play at that level, for all kinds of different reasons, it just makes it incredibly frustrating. Yeah, and the
3: thing we get frustrated with, I think, as fans just talking about it, is he's not that player that, that can do it all by himself. He needs a team yeah. to play with. Yeah, that's right. And a Bergkamp, if we were playing rubbish, a Bergkamp would do something. Yeah. Or on real, yeah. whatever. He could do something yeah. and the game's changed. But, 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 but by the way, it's, it's still not quite it, that. It's, he needs other people to yeah. to, 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 to play that yeah. off with. But having
1: seen how well he can do last night, I'm now like, right, you know, let's, Look, let's stick with have, that that gang that ended that, that played brilliantly in that second half for me, and they're... I don't care how whatever team brilliant team, I feel like against Liverpool he can't be cautious because Liverpool Liverpool themselves are the f- absolute proof that you've got to stick with your brilliant. And I know, and I did admit in the last podcast uh, that when I say play your best players. I, my slight and I said in the last question, I changed my mind and you should, you've got to work out a system and knits them together I now feel that, you, that actually our best players are the ones that can be best knitted together and I don't include Mkhitaryan in that anyway Josh
2: I think you got a, what Trevor was saying earlier. The, the, the tests are to come, and the test part of mm. that is whether Meza Ozil is going yeah. to do it. Because if we are going to beat Liverpool at home, I'm yeah, sure but we'll he will tell tell. I Imagine it would be Meza Ozil having a of course. But a game we're not tell, wouldn't it? We're if,
3: not really taking each game
2: as it comes, are we? By going on to Liverpool, we got another two games. That's that's only only but one.
0: Well, one one no, league but I'm game. I'm talking about. Me.
2: I'm talking about. You know, because you're talking about. Uh, you know, Arsenal firstly having to deliver against it, which has been. You know, the, under Arson in the last couple of years, we were very good at beating teams below us and very bad at beating anyone around us or above mm. us. So, no, not last season we weren't. If we're well, yeah, it <laughs> gradually got worse. <laughs> we didn't win an away game. Um, uh, yeah, I remember. I went. Yeah. I went to too many of them. Yeah. but you know, it, it, you know, it, against Liverpool, I think that's the first test. And look, Asuness for all his. Not, he's not usually the biggest fan of Arsenal he, he was right he said look December the 5th after we've been yeah, away at yeah. Man United that yeah. is when we can tell yeah. how but, good this team under memory yes. because if we carry on the last 10 performances in the next 10 which I think Trevor will, you know who's a, a from the betting world and the stats man we're not going to get away with it if you say have Arsenal had more luck and more fortune with or against this year it's sure as hell with us you can say oh Chelsea we played quite well and we ended up losing the game but some of these you know, games that we've got to win. So we're, we're going to have to improve
1: um, and, you know, But on well, the plus side, yeah big player's side, delivering. yeah, Absolutely. But on the incredible plus side, apart from the 10 games that are winning, we've scored two of the greatest team goals in consecutive league games that you've ever seen. And I'm not, I know, I'm not even, I, I just think, you can, how, how, you can just want to watch those goals. Yeah. The, was last night's even better than the one against Fulham? I,
0: I think the one against, personally, I prefer the one against Fulham, but you could imagine a coach with a load of you know under 16s at an academy sticking that goal on a screen saying just watch this and just watch what every player involved in it contributes and it's just a masterclass isn't it from an every single player it's not just a little pass it's something that creates an opening Mm. a magnificent piece of skill obviously the finish was fantastic but yeah I mean brilliant but then we did that do you remember uh, Wilshire's goal against Norwich yeah yeah. so we've always had that ability to score Well that was a long time ago true, True. twice in
3: two games yeah, Um, and like, and and people, out from the back. Yeah. And that both started with a keeper right. as well. You can say you know, it as which much... Which people, is yeah. trademark style of football.
1: People can, Of course, we had some incredible team goals under the previous regime. But it was a long... I feel it was a quite a long time ago since we scored two goals like that. And, and, and we had a few other moves in those games that could have led to incredible team goals as well. So I think it is... It definitely... And what, what was so brilliant, apart from the joy of the skill involved... And just how fantastic both of those goals were is is showing other teams because for a long time now I felt we've had to live with the fact that Spurs, for example, playing been playing better football than us most of the time in the last couple of years. Now I feel like they're not only are we above them in the league, you know, we're playing better football than them you know, at our best. You know, when we when we put it all together, and playing better football, definitely playing better football than Man United. But almost, it went, You know, when we're stitching it together, we're playing some of the best football around. And that's that's you've got to sit back and go. You know, and I'm not just saying this as, as <laughs> to go back to the Arsene Wenger issue, but the thing that definitely the, you know, be careful what you, for, what you wish for, Brigade, were going on about was, oh, you know, Arsene Wenger, Wenger ball has been, you know, a dream for years. But actually, he's doing it. He's knitting together this team to reaching poetic heights. And I think it's fantastic.
3: it be interesting to see. I mean, it seemed last night that there were more bums on seats there as well. um than there was yeah. certainly in the latter part yeah. of Wenger, yeah. Wenger era is that people I mean I was I was I was actually I mean being a season to get older for forty odd years, I was like really excited yeah. to people go to a game. Palpable. Last night. I generally want to go. It was cold yeah. and it was a bit yeah. But I, I was like I couldn't wait to go, whereas last few years I was pretty indifferent.
1: And I think you know there's a palpable sense of of the, of the even though obviously a lot of us are are still going on about Wenger and, you know, trying to prove ourselves that we were right all along on both sides. <laughs> Um, that ignoring all that, there's just a sense that everyone's excited. It just it just feels happier place, doesn't it? It does feel that way, Josh.
2: Yeah, I think there's, there's clear positivity that, that that comes with a you know a breath of fresh air. And I don't know this. Be careful what you wish for. I, I think there were you know a lot of us who are our uh, place in my chemistry Shame we, we, we didn't want to call for the managers to leave and We weren't saying there's no one better out there. We we're saying you know, some people were
1: saying that. I mean, some idiots, but they were.
2: Uh, I don't think so. And look, you know, happy birthday to the great man. Happy yeah, birthday. I hope to he had the great a terrific 69. I think, from what yeah. I understand, someone I spoke to last week who's who's in the know, he'll be back in a job very soon. He said that, um, I think
0: he'll be back in the new year. Mm-hmm. Well, he, so, he said,
2: but I know yeah. he's had three offers. Well. Three. I thought well. well well he had at least three offers Japan, China. Didn't, didn't get more but I know he's Big had offers. Clubs. Um, I tell you who, if I, I, I was you know, the head of the Belgian I FA, so well. I'd offer him a job. I wish him so well. I desperately mm. hope he, that he goes and it's, he, he has the same that he has a breath of fresh air and he doesn't have the financial constraint of feeling like he you know owns you know the money of the club and I you know we'll see what he can do without his you know shackles possibly. Um, oh. but of course look, it's amazing to have a, you know the, the positivity. A hundred percent there were more bums and seats. Just looking around the lower tier, you could barely see a spare seat. A few in the upper tier. Um, and that's healthy for the club and it's great to go and I, I'm going to Lisbon which we should talk about on Thursday you, you know, going for 11 wins in a row and it's of course years since we've you know been talking about 11 wins in a row after we lost at Chelsea Trevor was saying before we came on air the idea that we'd have gone and won 10 games in a row would have been ludicrous we're just not quite that team anymore that can go and do that so huge credit to the manager for you know, achieving what, what he's achieved in the last 8-9 sort of weeks um, I still sort of fear it will all end up in us being 5th but for uh, as long as it goes, let's massively enjoy it.
1: I mean, that is a good question, is it? Do we really feel because our, our Danny Baker tweeted a funny um, tweet last night saying, Oh, you know, good, good, uh, I'm taking this out of Asta fans, but they all now think they're going to win the league because they're, you know, started playing. I don't think right. we do. do no, we? I don't think we do either. But we, but some of us, I think we've got a very good chance of finishing the top four. I, just, I think we've got a very good chance of finishing above Spurs.
3: I just like our direction of travel. It's a yeah. different direction. Yeah. It's a positive direction of travel. You know, I think the man, I, you know, I like the fact the manager that is, is not, doesn't seem an egomaniac. He yes. always plays it down. He doesn't say too much. Love that. Maybe because yeah. he can't. I don't know. His English is still learning. But it's, you know, it's just letting the football do the talking at the moment and downplaying our chances as well. And is quite a humble, quiet guy.
2: Yeah. He, what I like about him in all his interviews, I don't know if you've noticed this, but he always says, like if it's morning. It was
1: a good morning before he starts. Yeah. <laughs> or good evening. Yeah. 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 I love polite. his interviews. I said this in the last podcast. His interviews are the greatest non interview interviews. He yeah. doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say anything. And you're kind of listening really carefully because his English is very staccato and, and and it's like it just not has not said anything about anything. And he he was asked some quite specific questions by by Sky last night about, you know, the formations and you know, do, you know and he, he kinda of goes, Well, I could play two up front, I can play it just kind of tooks an endless stream of not nonsense, just of nothingness, really. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of fine. He probably
3: speaks English absolutely perfectly <laughs> yeah. and just uses that as a bit of a cover, yeah. not to have to get embroiled in any difficult yeah. questions. Just to c- credit
2: j- to him. He does at least answer in English. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And he uses the word protagonist a lot, which oh, I'm yeah. never quite sure what it means. That's but brilliant, he always wants us to be
3: protagonists. Just
0: so you know, Boyd, by the yeah. way, talking about um, Spurs and us and finishing fifth and everything, Yeah. the last ones I saw, which were yesterday... Um, so before the Leicester game, but yeah. I don't think it would have changed that much. Spurs were fractional favourites to finish above us, but they started at the start of the season; they were yeah, of much bigger favourites yes. to finish above us. Yeah. So it's it's evened out a little bit, but yeah. we're still twenty eight to one to win the league. So that, that pretty much is a is the oh, a realistic yeah. sure. view of our chances. Sure,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't, I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't even. But I, I feel like I feel like we're capable of being not this. I mean, we're two points behind me right now. Yeah. So, but I feel we're capable of being in the mix for most of the season whereas see, look, didn't we, at some point we were top of the league last year weren't we you know we i think it's some brief moment uh, the first game yeah, of the season we beat we, leicester yeah. <laughs> but i don't feel like <laughs> before we started before anyone else had played yeah. Festival, yeah. Lorde, right? yeah. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um, you know or, you know but even in the times in the last few years where, where we where where we have moments where we suddenly go on winning runs you know it's always felt like either it was it never mattered and it was, you know, it was, you know, we weren't in under pressure situations. And we, or we always really knew, we can never in the end sustain it. Whereas now, I feel we can sustain something. We can sustain some well,
0: our next six league games, three yes. of them are home to Liverpool, home to Spurs and away to United. And even two of the other six, I think, are tricky. Sunday uh, at Palace. Yeah. And then we're away to Bournemouth. And they start the season pretty well. So I think the next half dozen games Completely. will tell us an awful lot. Absolutely.
2: There's definitely something in it as well. But, you know, let's say we play... Four games, won four games and got beat by City. Played four games, got beat by Chelsea. It just wouldn't have that momentum. So, in a way, you know, clearly those fixtures fell pretty nicely, actually, in hindsight. Let's get two free hits out of the way. You know, there's a bit of, you know, uh, patting on the back for putting in at least a better performance at Stamford Bridge than we usually do. And he's allowed us to go on this terrific run, which you know has got build confidence. You've seen Iwobi become, I think uh, Mustafi called him the Nigerian Messi after <laughs> the uh, after the game last night. Trevor, Trevor, overstatement Trev- that.
0: Trevor
1: so, was in full agreement with that.
0: I, I, he's not not a player for me, but you know he's young. He may improve. He's I definitely, definitely hey, well, You bit, can't yeah.
2: say this. He's not. He's been around for a while now. You can't really say. He's How long has he been hoping? How long has he been? He's been a, you know, part of the Arsenal team. The Arsenal well, put
0: it this way, Josh. Are you are you crying into your beer he that 26 he's. 26 games? Are, are you, games you crying into that. your beer that he's decided not to play for England and he's, and he's playing for Nigeria? Because I'm not. And I don't think many England fans are.
2: Well, I think if your uncle's
1: JJ Erkocha is a very difficult <laughs> I, from think what if I do ma- understand I of think that if situation. he maintains this level of improvement, I think. Uh, I, I mean, Agreed. Uh, yeah. It's all about improvement. To yeah. me,
3: he's, he's definitely a player that has flourished under under Emery and has changed his style, has given him a boost, and is mm. a much better player now than he was a season. Not so
2: and hundred percent he'd be getting England caps if he was you know, if he had chosen to play because you look at Danny Welbeck. been, England actually, yeah, game time true. he's getting and he's really yeah, ahead true. of well back in You're talking
0: about cup. World Cup semi finalists now, Josh. Uh, you're
2: <laughs> <right>. I you're right. Iwobi <laughs> could have <laughs> taken us to the glory. Had it had Iwobi <laughs> chosen England, England might be World Cup
0: winners. Oh the Iwobi
1: dream. Um <laughs> let's finally You're not off to Lisbon. I'm not after Lisbon. Oh, I thought no. you were going. I was yeah. excited to, to ask you. Yeah, I, I don't think our gang. No, I, we haven't sorted that out. No, annoyingly. Hey,
2: it's still two days. You've got two days to organise it.
1: Yeah, I think I'm doing something. I think I'm hosting some right. event or something. Yeah, annoyingly. No, it's it's, gonna it's gonna also a five, it's 5.55 kickoff, isn't it?
2: It is, a, yeah, 5.55, yeah. 6. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the trip, Lisbon.
1: And he, I'm sure he'll pick 26 up. 26 degrees, it's going to be. In oh, Lisbon lovely. It's a lovely city.
2: I would say one yeah. of Europe's finest capitals. Yeah. terrific and that's where hopefully the big 11 will come up
3: Yeah, yes. I think you'll see a very different side because um, I, I think it's a bit of a game that I mean it matters but it doesn't really matter because we should still finish top two of our group no problem we've got to play Lisbon at home and it's in the middle of a congested week so I think you'll get like the is the Smith Rose it'll be quite a nice team to watch but I wouldn't expect much of a semblance of the team that will mm. take uh, to the pitch at Selhurst Park on Sunday.
2: Yeah, there'll be, uh, be a mix, but um, yeah, even a, even a point, even a defeat, is it, you wouldn't be the end of the world. would it because we, we are going to sail through this Europa League. Um, but he's played more serious teams than.
1: Yeah, I was going say we ha- probably would have yeah, seen this yeah. time yeah. last. I, I think he will pick a stronger team. Than I think, think in the context
3: of this week having a, had a match last night and having a match it's on Sunday. It's annoying we
2: play Monday night.
1: Yeah, We've we got Monday,
3: Monday Thursday Sunday. It's like a busy week. It
1: is completely. Yeah. I still think it's a pick a strong team. I think it's quite, yeah. I think been, So, let's let's go for full-on predictions. Trevor, what's going to happen in, against uh, Lisbon on uh, Thursday?
0: Uh, I'll go I'll go one apiece boy, I think that one. One apiece, Graham.
1: I'm going to go for an old-fashioned
3: scoreline and it's going to be 1-0 to the Arsenal.
2: I will go 1 1. I I agree with Trev. But I think a very credible 1 1. It will be the end of the winning run. But then we'll just talk about. Credible or creditable? um, Creditable. Yeah. Um, But it will be seven Premier League wins in a row. And then people will be looking for the eighth Premier League win. I think that's what we'll start talking about. Premier League consecutive wins. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be uh, two all. Yeah. 2 2. 2 2. Yeah. Are you going to Selhurst Park Sunday?
1: No. No. One for your Ultra HD. Looking forward to watching an Ultra HD 12.30 kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. Because Cellcote Spark, unlike... Is it, is it still there? Is that there? Yep. Unlike Where would Fulham, you like them to be playing? I'm just imagining they might have moved on by now. But unlike Fulham, is not particularly nice ground, is it?
2: Um, it's old school no, it, there's never shaking.
1: any As you go in it's, it's a horrible and
0: it's a nightmare the only yeah, good yeah. news is if you need to do your midweek shopping there's a Sainsbury's right <laughs> there so you can kill two birds with one stone there oh that's good,
2: that's good there genuinely is a yeah, massive Sainsbury's on, on the back of it getting into that ground is always horrible there's no yes. room in the uh, sort of in, around the turnstile area it's always very congested I I can't make it, Sally. I've got a wedding. Otherwise, I would have definitely been there. It's not your own wedding, is it? It's not. No. Oh, okay. uh, that's, it's that's next, next, next summer. Throw. Right. It's. Um. I think I'm going to go two one to the to the Gunners. I think we'll carry on this these Premier League victories, and it will all be sort of built up this mm. run, heading into the Liverpool game.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be three one.
2: Palace have done particularly badly. Um, you know, especially at home this season. Yeah. Um, you know could have gone the other way for them if milijevic how much should i be pronouncing that
0: um Miliyevic maybe we'll go with that um, you know like they that. were a bit
2: unlucky i think sunday i thought they i, saw, I actually they did, I, they did okay
0: yeah i thought they played quite well um, they did play in quite the well, first yeah. half yeah. and in a bit of the second as well um they just can't score goals I mean, yeah so but i think can. i think uh, zahar's going to give us All kinds of problems. I'm going to go very pessimistically three all because I think neither side can defend. uh, It's going to be a goal fest.
1: (laughs) That's why we do these predictions, Josh, for that kind of bold. (laughs)
2: Well, you'll have to put a pound on it now because we'll be gutted if it is three three. Well, funny enough, I was
0: was working yesterday with a, I was doing a voiceover and the guy that was the engineer was a Leicester fan, and he said to me, "What do you think the score will be tonight?" I said, "I fancy three one." And of course, did I have a bet? No, I didn't. Oh, that's annoying. Ryan,
3: I I think. Palace are struggling to score, um, mm. and um, we're not. And I think two nil, two 0 yeah.
1: Lovely. Well, um, thank you very much to our fantastic guests, Graham and Trevor, and to Psychic Psychic Josh. And that's another footballistic in the Arsenal in the can, Josh.
2: Yes, and we'll be back and this we'll be time back. next week. And should you want to back the three or draw, it is <laughs> yeah. available at forty to one with Labricks.
1: And if anyone knows exactly how tall Shakiri is, <laughs> <laughs> tweet in. Or our players, then let us know. Thanks, bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit
2: playbackmedia.co.uk. The Footballistically Arsenal podcast is sponsored by Labrooks. and if you want to check out their great offers, you can go to bet.arsenalpodcast.
1: Sports social podcast network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.